Hello and welcome to episode 467 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Sunday, March 12th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Sunday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain the forgiveness of our sins by St. Alphonsus Liguri. Behold, O Mother of God, at thy feet a miserable sinner, a slave of hell who has recourse to thee and trusts in thee. I do not deserve that thou shouldest even look at me, but I know that thou, having seen thy son die for the salvation of sinners, hast the greatest desire to help them. I hear all call thee the refuge of sinners, the hope of those who are in despair, and the help of the abandoned. Thou art then my refuge, my hope, and my help. Thou hast to save me by thy intercession. Help me for the love of Jesus Christ. Extend thy hand to a miserable creature who has fallen and recommends himself to thee. I know that thy pleasure is to help a sinner to thy utmost. Help me, therefore, now that thou canst do so. By my sins I have lost divine grace, and with it my soul. I now place myself in thy hands. Tell me what I must do to recover the favor of my Lord, and I will immediately do it. He sends me to thee that thou mayest help me. And he wills that I should have recourse to thy mercy, that not only the merits of thy son, but also that thy intercession may help me to save my soul. To thee then I have recourse. Do thou who prayest for so many others. Pray also to Jesus for me. Ask him to pardon me, and he will forgive me. Tell him that thou desirest my salvation, and he will save me. Show how thou canst enrich those who trust in thee. Amen. Thus I hope, thus it may be. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Holy face of Jesus of the veil of Veronica. Dear Lord, through the immaculate heart of Mary, I offer these prayers in reparation for the sins which most offend God in our times, blasphemy, the profanation of Sunday and holy days, and communism. Pater Noster. Quias in celis, sanctificator nomen tuam, adveniat regnum tuam, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra. Panam nostrum quotidianum de nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitibus debitoribus nostris, et nenos indugas in tentationem, se libra nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, Benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus, Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honora mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. The Golden Arrow Prayer. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most mysterious and unutterable name of God be praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells, by all God's creatures and by the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen. For the defeat of communists, Freemasons, and all revolutionary men. Eternal Father, I offer thee the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the instruments of his holy passion, that thou mayest put division in the camp of thy enemies For as thy beloved Son hath said, a kingdom divided against itself shall fall. Eternal Father, we offer thee the holy face of Jesus, covered with blood, sweat, dust, and spittle, in reparation for the crimes of communists, blasphemers, and for the profaners of the holy name, 
and of the holy day of Sunday. Amen. I'm going to ask you, my friends, if this podcast has blessed you, to head on over to Apple and give it a five-star review at Apple Podcasts. That would be greatly appreciated. We'd like to boost Our Lady's podcast as much as possible with the one-year anniversary of the March 25th consecration coming up. I have a feeling that a lot of people are going to be interested in the goings-on involving that consecration and want to know more about Our Lady of Fatima. So once again, if you could head on over and if you feel this podcast deserves a five-star review, please do so at Apple Podcasts. I've noticed that 56% of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast audience listens via Apple. So head on over there and do that. And I thank you very kindly. I also thank the new listeners who are tuning in from Israel, Russia, and Poland. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to see people from literally all over the world listening to this podcast. It's certainly not any of my doing. It all has to do with Our Lady of Fatima. All praise goes to her and all praise goes to our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with chapter 13 entitled, Not a New Mass, by the late great Mr. Michael Davies, the tireless defender of the traditional Latin Mass and also Archbishop Lefebvre. Mr. Davies says, it would be impossible to lay too much stress upon the fact that St. Pius V did not promulgate a new order of mass, a Novus Ordo Mise. And once again, the title of this text is A Short History of the Roman Mass. I believe it was initially published in 1997. You can get a copy for a few bucks on Amazon. It's also in the public domain, available for free. I'm getting this at archive.org. The very idea of composing a new order of mass was and is totally alien to the whole Catholic ethos both in the East and in the West. The Catholic tradition has been to hold fast to what has been handed down and looked upon any novelty with the utmost suspicion. Cardinal Gasquet observed that every Catholic must feel a personal love for those sacred rites when they come to him with all the authority of the centuries. Any rude handling of such forms must cause deep pain to those who know and use them, for they come to them from God through Christ and through the church, but they would not have such an attraction were they not also sanctified by the piety of so many generations who have prayed in the same words and found in them steadiness and joy and consolation and sorrow. The essence of the reform of St. Pius V was, like that of St. Gregory the Great, by the way, his feast day is today, respect for tradition. There was no question of any rude handling of what had been handed down. In a letter to the tablet published on 24 July 1971, Father David Knowles, who was Britain's most distinguished Catholic scholar until his death in 1974, pointed out that the Missal of 1570 was indeed the result of instructions given at Trent, but it was, in fact, as regards the ordinary, as regards the ordinary canon proper of the time, and much else a replica of the Roman Missal of 1474 which in its turn repeated in all essentials the practice of the Roman Church of the epoch of Innocent III, which itself derived from the usage of Gregory the Great and his successors in the 7th century. In short, the Missal of 1570 was, in all essentials, the usage of the mainstream of medieval European liturgy, which included England and all its rites. Writing in 1912, 
Father Fortescue was able to comment with satisfaction. The Missal of Pius V is the one we still use. Later revisions are of slight importance. No doubt in every reform, one may find something that one would have preferred not to change. Still, a just and reasonable criticism will admit that Pius V's restoration was on the whole eminently satisfactory. The standard of the commission was antiquity. They abolished later ornate features and made for simplicity, yet without destroying all those picturesque elements that add poetic beauty to the severe Roman mass. They expelled the host of long sequences that crowded mass continually, but kept what are undoubtedly the five best. They reduced processions and elaborate ceremonial, yet kept the really poignant ceremonies, candles, ashes, palms, and the beautiful Holy Week rites. Certainly, we in the West may be very glad that we have the Roman rite in the form of Pius V's Missal. So this is an important point to emphasize. St. Pius V didn't seek out to make a new mass. This is something that um, was gone about and came into effect in the late 1960s and early 1970s, a novus ordo mise, a new order of the mass. And as Mr. Davies said, it's totally alien to the whole Catholic ethos to just change things up, really novelty for the sake of novelty. This is modernism, and it's what Pope St. Pius X warned about in 1907 when he authored Pescendi Domenici Gregis on the errors of the modernists. So this isn't something that was just rolled out in the 1960s or at Vatican II. This had been going on for a long time. And in the late 1800s, Cardinal Newman, now St. John Henry Cardinal Newman, warned about this. Numerous popes, and we had three magnificent popes in succession in the late 1800s into the early 1900s, Blessed Pius IX, Leo XIII, and Pope St. Pius X, warned about modernism. And what's something that they also repeated over and over again, 11 encyclicals, if memory serves, by Leo XIII, the importance of praying the rosary. And Our Lady of Fatima asks each and every time, all six times in 1917, that she comes to the Coba de Uria in Fatima, pray the rosary every single day. The rosary is the hammer of heretics. And the Blessed Mother stamps out all heresies. We need to get back to tradition, friends. We need to get back to traditional forms of piety. Praying the rosary every single day is foremost among them. And we need to get back, of course, to the traditional Latin Mass. So if you have never attended the traditional Latin Mass, please do so. You will not regret it. Let us also, at this point, mention Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, located on the web at halo-soma.org, and also episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast, wherein I interview my magnificent niece and equally magnificent sister about RPM, which is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. We believe that communication is a human right. We don't just believe that. It's a fact. Communication is a human right. Rapid Prompting Method 
has facilitated communication for thousands and thousands of non-speakers, and we pray that it will help many thousands more. Braille was a revolutionary breakthrough in terms of being able to read for the blind. Sign language was a revolutionary breakthrough in terms of being able to communicate for the deaf. We want the same thing to happen for non-speakers. So let's get the word out there. H-A-L-O hyphen S-O-M-A dot org and episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Let's pray now for help and for healing for our non-speaking friends and family members. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you, through the intercession of St. Raphael Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ your Son, our Lord. Amen. And let's pray day two of the Novena Asking for St. Joseph's Intercession. This is entitled Virginal Husband of Mary. St. Joseph, I honor you as the true husband of Mary. Scripture says, Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, and of her was born Jesus, who is called Christ, Matthew 1.16. Your marriage to Mary was a sacred contract by which you and Mary gave yourselves to each other. Mary really belonged to you with all she was and had. You had a right to her love and obedience, and no other person so won her esteem, obedience, and love. You were also the protector and witness of Mary's virginity. By your marriage, you gave to each other your virginity, and also the mutual right over it, a right to safeguard the other's virtue. This mutual virginity also belonged to the divine plan of the Incarnation, for God sent his angel to assure you that motherhood and virginity in Mary could be united. This union of marriage not only brought you into daily familiar association with Mary, the loveliest of God's creatures, but also enabled you to share with her a mutual exchange of spiritual goods. And Mary found her edification in your calm, humble, and deep virtue, purity, and sanctity. What a great honor comes to you from this close union with her, whom the Son of God calls Mother, and whom he declared the Queen of Heaven and Earth, Whatever Mary had belonged by right to you also, and this included her son, even though he had been given to her by God in a wonderful way. Jesus belonged to you as his legal father. Your marriage was the way which God chose to have Jesus introduced into the world, a great divine mystery from which all benefits have come to us. God the Son confided the guardianship and the support of his immaculate mother to your care. Mary's life was that of the mother of the Savior, who did not come upon earth to enjoy honors and pleasures, but to redeem the world by hard work, suffering, and the cross. You were the faithful companion, support, and comforter of the mother of sorrows. How loyal you were to her in poverty, journeying, work, and pain. Your love for Mary was based upon your esteem for her as mother of God. After God and the divine child, you loved no one as much as her. Mary responded to this love. She submitted to your guidance with natural, naturalness and easy grace and childlike confidence. The Holy Spirit himself was the bond of the great love which united your hearts. St. Joseph, I thank God for your privilege of being the virginal husband of Mary. As a token of your own gratitude to God, 
obtain for me the grace to love Jesus with all my heart as you did, and love Mary with some of the tenderness and loyalty with which you loved her. St. Joseph, I, your unworthy child, greet you. You are the faithful protector and intercessor of all who love and venerate you. You know that I have special confidence in you and that after Jesus and Mary, I place all my hope of salvation in you, for you are especially powerful with God and will never abandon your faithful servants. Therefore, I humbly invoke you and commend myself with all who are dear to me and all that belong to me to your intercession. I beg of you for your love for Jesus and Mary, not to abandon me during life and to assist me at the hour of my death. Glorious St. Joseph, spouse of the Immaculate Virgin, obtain for me a pure, humble, charitable mind and perfect resignation to the divine will. Be my guide, my father, and my model through life that I may merit to die as you did in the arms of Jesus and Mary. Loving St. Joseph, faithful follower of Jesus Christ, I raise my heart to you to implore your powerful intercession in obtaining from the divine heart of Jesus all the graces necessary for my spiritual and temporal welfare, particularly the grace of a happy death and the special grace I now implore. And I know the Society of St. Pius X is praying that the suppression of the traditional Latin Mass will be lifted in dioceses around the world, and I would like to pray for that as well. Guardian of the Word incarnate, I feel confident that your prayers on my behalf will be graciously heard before the throne of God. Amen. The Memoriae to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness hear and answer me. Amen. The three Hail Marys in honor of the Immaculate Purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tu, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tu, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. And a Gloria Patri for a special intention. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. Sweetheart of Mary, be the salvation of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. Virgo potens, ora pernobis. Sancti Osef, terra daimonem, ora pernobis. Sancta Raphael Archangeli, ora pernobis. In nomine Patris et Fili, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 467 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. And most importantly, please offer up prayers and sacrifices for our Catholic bishops. Goodbye and God love you.